Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Of course, there was uh, much applause and uh, great brouhaha as it was announced that Senator Joe Manchin and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had struck a deal on a social spending and tax bill uh, that would give Democrats a much-needed political win. Uh, They were trying to get that before they went into August recess. Uh, But as always, uh, not so fast, my friends. Uh, Passing the bill won't be easing. Uh, so we want to get into what some of those obstacles are, including where Senator uh, Kirsten Cinema is from Arizona, uh, and what is it that could either get that bill passed or doom it to uh, one more thing on the ash heap of the United States Senate. Uh, James Walner is a re- resident senior fellow at the R Street Institute. And uh, James, you've been weighing in on this in terms of the Schumer Mansion bill uh, and the hurdles that it's going to face uh, trying to get a quick passage uh, before everyone heads out of town. Well, it's it's one of my least and most favorite things at the same time, budget reconciliation. It's very fascinating. It's very interesting, but it's like watching paint dry. If you look away, you're going to miss something really, really important. So I've been really trying to focus on the Senate in a way that I haven't watched the Senate minute by minute since I left there. So as uh, as as you watch that paint dry, <laughs> of course, the, the, one of the things that the Democrats have had a challenge with is just having all 50 Democrats uh, in the city. You had uh, some COVID outbreaks. You had Senator Leahy having a hip replacement surgery. Uh, what are some of the things that are going to be a challenge for, uh, to wrangle all of those uh, Democratic votes? Because they only need to get to 50 on this one. That's correct. Uh, Reconciliation bills are not subject to a filibuster. That means that they do not require a 60 vote cloture vote uh, to get uh, to in debate on them. And there are going to be some hurdles. If there is one thing I could encourage your listeners uh, to do, it is to not take anything for granted. All kinds of things could come in to this debate between now and that final passage vote to deny Democrats the votes. And those could be COVID. They could be all emergencies. They could be something that keeps you away from the chamber. There could be your constituents may change their mind. Senators may change their mind. Other senators may offer an amendment to the bill that makes them think twice about voting for it or against it. This is the beauty of politics. This is why politics is both maddeningly frustrating, but also incredible. It's the fact that we don't know how it's going to end until it ends. So as, as you look at that, uh, let's go to one of those uh, senators that may have a little something to say, but who hasn't been saying anything at all. And that is Senator Kirsten Cinema from Arizona. Uh, and really interesting, uh, she has both said she was going to read the bill. That's 700 plus pages. Uh, and then the other thing that she has been uh, mentioning, again, she hasn't mentioned much, But she did say that she needed to wait to see what comes out of the parliamentarian process. Uh, So let's let's start with the parliamentarian. How might the parliamentarian, who most people don't know who that is or what they do, but how could that parliamentarian actually impact the future of this bill? 
Well, because budget reconciliation bills can't be filibustered, the Senate has placed uh, her uh, fences around what can be included in them, and it excludes things that aren't budgetary in nature. This is the so-called Byrd Rule, named after the former senator from West Virginia, uh, Robert Byrd. And if a provision of a reconciliation bill doesn't pass muster with the Byrd Rule, then it is subject to a point of order on the Senate floor, and it takes 60 senators to keep it in the underlying bill. Now, senators go to the parliamentarian before bringing a bill to the floor and engage what is known as a birdbath. That's right. We're very funny (laughs) in the Senate. Uh, They engage in this process called a birdbath, where uh, both sides uh, will come in, and typically committees uh, for Republicans and Democrats, and they will argue over whether a provision should or should not be included in the bill. And they are in a way, petitioning the parliamentarian. But I want to caution your listeners. I want to caution them because the parliamentarian doesn't have any power to actually remove provisions from a bill. That's unconstitutional. Mm. It's the Senate. Clearly, the Constitution clearly gives senators the power to make their own rules, not the parliamentarian. What the parliamentarian is doing is advising these staffers and senators on what the precedent say on what senators did in the past in similar situations so that they can act accordingly if they so choose. Wow. So, uh, so obviously that's going to be an interesting uh, thing to watch that all play out. Uh, anything else as it relates to Senator Cinema in terms of what else uh, she might have uh, in terms of some, some heartburn in terms of some of the actual pages in that 700 page bill? I, I do not know what's going on inside uh, Senator Cinema's head. I did read the bill, and it was very, very dull. It's not a page-turner. I'm just going to warn everybody. And so maybe that's why it's taken a little while. But, no, I think that she is in a very uncomfortable position. She probably There are probably provisions in this bill she does not like. There are provisions she does like. She doesn't like the process, but at the same time, standing apart from your party can be very difficult. And she's done that a number of times, and that no doubt has likely taken a toll. So she right now is either looking for reasons to vote for it or a shield and reasons to vote against it. But again, I think we're doing uh, the process a disservice when we focus only on cinema. No senator is a certain vote until the final vote occurs. They can be more or less likely to vote for this, but because reconciliation bills are a free-for-all on the floor in, this, in a way, any senator can offer an amendment to them. It's very, very difficult to block those amendments. That means that by offering strategic amendments, senators can change the underlying bill in a way that denies Democrats their majority. So it's unlikely and given the way the senate operates today that that's going to happen but it could and that's what's so incredible about the united states senate uh so one of the things i've been dying to ask you and so we're actually going to shift bills for a minute we're going to go back to the pact act uh that was just passed last night and i thought it was so interesting that uh, you know there were finally they came to an agreement that three amendments uh could be offered uh none of those passed but yet it it just showed to me how desperate really members of of both parties are to say just just let me offer something that i think will make it better or will improve the outcome uh and the fact that uh, once those amendments were offered and they were all voted down then it was like okay we've at least had our shot at it and and now we can move forward and it also illustrates the power of outside pressure 
And it, we've, there was a lot of consternation. There was a lot of protest. There was a lot of uh, pressure from the outside, from groups, from constituents on senators who voted against this bill moving forward last week. And so they revisit it. And senators are looking for a reason to vote for it. And one of those is, let's give you an amendment. Then they can have some, they, something's different from the last vote. But what is really important about this episode in the Senate's history is that it shows that it is easier to pass a bill with or without outside pressure when senators offer amendments yeah. than it is when they don't. That's really important. If you allow senators to offer amendments, it's going to be very difficult for them, even if they lose those amendment votes, right. to obstruct the bill. This isn't rocket science. This is the way the Senate has worked for almost two hundred in like 20 years. It's what, the last 13 years or so? That's some really quick math in my head. But the last 13 years or so is when the amendment process in the Senate and the debate process has completely just disappeared. And then no, it, we just don't do anything anymore. And I think those two things are related. And this PACT Act shows us that they are related. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, uh, I wanted to get your take on that, because I think that's so important for our listeners to understand is that when you have that process, when everyone gets a chance to offer an amendment, things things move through because everyone just wants a chance to say, hey, this is important to my constituents. I can go home and say, hey, I, I tried to get this through. We took a vote. I didn't get it. But, hey, I was swinging. I was swinging for you. Uh, and so I think that's just such an important part of that. Uh, real quickly, James, before I let you go, uh, one of the things that we know will will happen is, is this voterama, this uh, kind of free-for-all amendments uh, that happens with these reconciliation bills. Uh, and ultimately, uh, you often end up with kind of that wraparound uh, amendment that kind of undoes everything in the end. What are you What are you watching in the in the days ahead in terms of how this might all play out? Well, the first thing I'm watching is looking for senators who are going to offer motions to commit. Because Senator Schumer skipped and Senate Democrats skipped the committee stage of the process, mm. senators can now offer motions to commit the bill back to a committee with instructions that they add certain text to it. And that's important because amendments to reconciliation bills are, have to be germane to the, to the bill on the floor. But motions to commit are only limited by the jurisdiction of the committee to which the bill is committed. Mm -hmm. So that gives senators a huge playing field. There's 12 uh, committees in the reconciliation instructions. So that gives senators a lot of ground to cover, a lot of room and a lot of things to play with. Um, also looking to see how many amendments get called up and pending prior to Votorama. That will give Schumer leverage heading into Votorama uh, to deal with senators who uh, want to offer an amendment he doesn't want them to offer. And so those are really the two big things I'm watching right now. But for your listeners, Votorama, you can't block amendments per se, but there are things that the Senate can do to make it very difficult for individual senators to offer their amendments uh, during a Votorama. But in but those are the things I'm going to be watching. All right. James Walner, resident senior fellow at the R Street Institute. Uh, great insight as always, James. Thanks for weighing in, and we'll have you back as we watch this thing play out, unravel, or get done before the August recess. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, some really important things to follow as we see how uh, this bill moves forward again. The Democrats would love to rapid fire this thing through the Senate and get it done before they leave town for August. Uh, I think it's going to take a little bit longer than that. We'll
We'll keep our eye on Senator Cinema, and as James rightly pointed out, a host of other senators that could offer amendments uh, that could have some things that would create very interesting dialogue and discussion on the floor of the United States Senate, and that is how it's actually supposed to be done. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.